My friends, it is wonderful to be sharing a message with you today. We're moving through this new season called gratitude. It's a bit of a, a strange word in such a strange season. You know, really gratitude is about a posture of living, you know, a mindset or a way that filters through the, the unconstructive from the constructive, a way of operating from one to the other. Really, gratitude is all about what do we do with the stuff that's left over? How do we process this year well? And you know what? Psalm 23 provides a beautiful and nuanced meditation for this. Psalm 23 embodies the richness of God as well as the robust nature of walking with Him and in Him. You know, that old Celtic prayer works so well in parallel with this psalm. Christ is in me, Christ is through me, he is to my left and he is to my right. All things are within his grasp, all things are held through his divine hands. And you know what, as, as his creation, we are not separate from these rhythms, but rather this is the journey we take on as believers in Christ. Several years ago, I was riding with some friends down on the peninsula. It was a glorious uh, early December weather. You know, the kind of weather that it's mid to late 20s, you don't get sunburn, you just kind of feel warm inside. And we've been enjoying a brief break before the craziness of the Christmas season. And after a couple of days of good but, but long rides, we, we chose to do an early morning ride up to Arthur's seat before it got too warm. And I remember that morning feeling tired and a little bit weary and my legs were aching and a little bit like jelly. Maybe you've had that experience. And about 30 minutes into the ride, you know, perhaps it was the loss of concentration or perhaps the ocean had, had taken my eye for longer than it should. In any case, unfortunately, I rode into my friend's bike and fell flat on the road. <laughs> I'll be honest, it was more like a pancake flop than anything with a little bit of a graze. Um, and there were some grazes and some sore joints and my bike was just a little bit disfigured. And for the next few weeks, my hips tightened up and my shoulders were a little bit bloody and sore as well. My hands, they were certainly quite sore and needed some repair. And actually my, my hands, um, they, were, they stiffened up so that it meant that I had to retune my guitar for Christmas services. But eventually things got better. And I have my writing top here that I don't know um, really why I kept it, really, other than perhaps just a reminder of what I went through. But, you know, you can sort of see my shoulder, it sort of copped a bit of a graze. You can tell that that's how I landed. <laughs> and the front, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some scratches there. There's some interesting, interesting patterns. <laughs> and the bike was fine. You know, that's the most important thing, isn't it? It just needed some work. The thing was, I did consider selling my bike after that accident. And to this day, I still have a scar on my shoulder. And my, my hands still have some scars too. 
My bike even has just some, some little dinks in it or character lines, if you will. But this accident taught me to be more cautious. It taught me about knowing my limits a little better. It taught me about my strengths and my weaknesses. And it did take a while to get back to riding normally. And when I got back on, I was a little uncertain about whether I would enjoy riding again. And everything was different when I did ride. However, what, what was helpful here was to remind myself of the good things and the positive things about riding rather than focusing on my fears or anxieties or whether I'll fall off again or not. And you know, if I can just stretch this analogy just that little bit further, I want to suggest that this year has been a little bit like this bike accident. COVID has changed this year completely for us. In many ways, it has changed everything. In others, it hasn't changed anything at all. But perhaps for you, your COVID, your COVID rather, top looks a little bit like this. You've been a little bit knocked out. You've been a little bit all at sea this year. Perhaps you're even a little bit anxious about getting back to church and what that looks like. Perhaps you've even thought about selling the bike. These are all perfectly normal and rational emotions and feelings. However, the Christian walk is never meant to eliminate us from trials or anxious seasons. Quite the opposite, in fact. Rather than eliminating such things, Scripture repeatedly reminds us that it is, it is in walking through these seasons and these times that we find a deeper peace. We find a deeper faith, a deeper understanding of God's love and a deeper reliance on a relationship with Christ. You know, scriptures such as Psalm 23 you know, it says, even though I walk through the darkest of seasons and difficult times, I will not be discouraged. For I know that, that God is with me and that God holds me through this walk. You know, these verses give great hope and help. And they shape our character when we go through difficult seasons. And what this COVID crisis has reminded us is that there are many things we cannot control in this world. However, as the faithful, mature body of Christ, we can and must make sure that we take the time to work through our responses to this event. After the fall of Jerusalem by the Babylonians, the leaders and, and many other members were taken from Jerusalem into exile in Babylon, some nearly 3,000 k's away. The temple was destroyed. The long months of battle had been horrific. What was left was a beaten, shallow experience. And just a reminder here too, the temple was more than just a cultural building. It represented the physical dwelling place of God. As part of this, 
rituals and cultural celebrations were based around this institution. These rituals gave language and meaning to their cultural expression. And so when this temple was destroyed, their culture, their worldview, their entire reason for living came to a halt. And if you read the book of Lamentations, you get a a very clear picture about some of the conditions and the, the emotional state of the people in exile. And it's from this context that Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, is found to be writing the prophetic words given to him once more. It's from a strange land in a foreign culture that God weaves together a new people once more. Sometimes we need these moments or seasons that filter out the excesses of our hearts and minds and bring us back to a fuller, more nuanced expression of what and who God is. God invites hope. He encourages the people to thrive, not just survive. You know, God says to them, build houses once more, build gardens, grow food, marry your children off, grow in number again. You know, do not stay weeping in the shadows. While you wait in uncertainty, bless the land and the city around you. You know, that sense of get busy, don't wait. Bless the city that you are in. This is so good for us to hear in this time. While we have not been able to meet together and many in our community and beyond, people have lost jobs, they have been isolated and the future has not looked bright for many people. For many, there have been more reasons to fear than there has been to be fearless. And yet, I want to say today that there is still hope, very much so. As Christians, we are not called to sit in in the dark, refusing to turn the light on. Rather, we are called to be the lamp that brings light to those in dark places. And God is the energy source that powers that light. All is not lost. God is shaping us through this time. And our message from the writers of Jeremiah is to get busy. Get on with life. Do not sit by and wait for everything to fall back into how it was. Rather, and this is critical here, bless the neighbourhood around you. And this is interesting for us to listen to at this time. What is being addressed here is the posture of living under a regime or perhaps even decisions that we may not agree with. I know that for many of us, living with restricted movements and services has been tough. It's been really tough. For many, they have questioned the rules or even the validity of such aggravated restrictions. 
Some have seen them as a stretch too far. For some folk, they have even picked up on only the, the negative narrative that the newspapers and social media have sold us. And yet, like eating too much junk food, you will never feel better in the morning. Uh, fixating on the negative tabloid opinions will never lead to good fruit. It will never lead to good fruit. If we spend all our emotional energy on trying to find the holes in all the restrictions rather than working with the rules that are in place, then I would suggest that we are not being the light of Christ. We are not being light bearers. Rather, we are selling out to divisive opinions. There is a reason why God says to the people in, the, in, in exile, bless the city. Because this is the counter-narrative to going through tough and difficult times. We can wait. We can take pot shots from the sides when we disagree. Or, or we can choose to be constructive, life-giving members of the body who choose to bless and care those around us. And in doing so, we grow in gratitude, we grow in maturity. And I would argue that this is the posture in which the church should operate out of through every season, including this one. I don't know about you, but I love board games. I have spent many, many hours playing board games well late into the evening or early morning. I'm not sure which one you would really go with. I have some of my favourites here and, you know, a bit of show and tell. Why not? So this one here, this is called Settlers of Catan. And I'm sure many of you may know this one. It's a little bit like Age of Empires for those of my generation. Um, <laughs> it's a goodie. It's kind of like, like Monopoly in a medieval context. Basically, the aim of the game is to beat everyone. Absolutely everyone. You build roads, you build cities. Your role in this game is to dominate. <laughs> and hopefully the young brother doesn't flip up the board when he gets grumpy or angry. Now, sometimes if you're like me with these board games, you get a little bit sneaky. And you look at building alliances with other people. You look at ganging up on other players in the game. But you know what? In the end... It ends up being just a shallow victory, doesn't it? It's only short term. You feel good for a couple of hours and that's kind of it. And of course, nobody wants your sheep. <laughs> that is a reference for those who have played this game. Um, I have another one here. This is another favourite. And I'm aware that it's a little bit close to home. So bear with me here. This, my friends, is a game called Pandemic. And yes, it is exactly what we have gone through this year. <laughs> it's a little close to home. Basically, it's a global pandemic. There are four different viruses that are going around the world. And a cure needs to be found for each disease. All of which, which must happen in a very limited time frame. Here's the important piece. The only way to win is to work together as a team. Basically, it's you as players against 
the board game. Each person has a role, and when you work collectively, the greater chance there is of actually eradicating the virus. And so this picks up on the Jeremiah 29 working together for peace rather than working against one another. This game is an encouraging reminder of the importance of who we are called to be in a crisis. Further on in Jeremiah 29, God says this. He says that he does have a plan for us, a plan for good and prosperous things. He does desire for us to be blessed and to be fruitful. However, this does come after the years of exile. These good plans do not come accidentally or by chance. Rather, it is in working through the spiritual exile and upheaval that we are finally able to balance our pain and also our joy. It is through these seasons that God shapes us and moves us and creates new patterns of deeper faith within us. So often, in ways that have never been possible before. And so this shift in orientation is about moving us as the people of God from Sunday experienced people into kingdom gratitude people. Kingdom people are about incarnation of Christ in every part of life. Kingdom people do not see God limited to a Sunday service or a specific service, but rather they, they look beyond that. They see the spiritual in everything. Kingdom people welcome in the stranger and the lost without any condition at all. Kingdom people seek the peace of the city while we wait for the resurrection of the world. And so what, what has God taught you this year? What have you learnt about yourself? What has God changed or shaped within you? What will you do differently next year? Perhaps you may feel a little bit like my writing top here. You may feel a bit scattered, a bit bruised, a little bit, a little bit bleeding from this year. Perhaps you might even be a little bit anxious about what is next. Well, my prayer for you is that God will shape you and heal you through the next season of time. I really do. Perhaps you need to be reminded, like Psalm 23, that God is graciously walking through the valleys and the shadows with you. Or perhaps a confirmation for you is, is the posture of being in exile in a strange time. A confirmation that this can be indeed a good thing, that good things can come from this uncertain space. However you are feeling, my prayer is that you look above the complexities and see the blessings all around you. If you need professional care to work through this year, then by all means, please do. Your mental health is crucially important. But I also pray 
that you will know the gentleness and kindness of Christ during this season. That you will be more conscious of his spirit, his breath of life and restoration that breathes through us. I also pray that you will know how much Creator God is walking with you and not against you today and forever. Habakkuk chapter 3, beautiful little benediction for us today. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there is no sheep in the pen and the cattle have nothing there. Yet, I love that. That's crucial, isn't it? Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. For the Lord is my strength and my hope. May this be your prayer this week. May this be your posture of gratitude through all seasons. Blessings and peace, my friend.